Welcome to a Sunny Side Up Life podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to live an abundant life full of freedom and positivity. I'm Sammy Womack, and I'm on a mission to help you break free from survival mode, gain financial freedom, stay motivated, and focus on what matters most. Join the movement, and let's start living on the brighter side of life together. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode This week, I want to talk about 10 budget must-haves for fall and winter. So this topic suggestion was actually sent in by one of my Instagram followers. So shout out and thank you for your great suggestion. Um, As always, you guys, if you ever have any topics that you want me to cover, questions that you want me to answer, just let me know. That's what I'm here for, and it actually helps me come up with content and topics that you guys actually want to know more about. So I always appreciate y'all's feedback. Um, So as always, I'm sitting here (laughs) drinking my coffee, and so forgive me ahead of time if I pause for a drink here here and there. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we're just hanging out this morning and having our morning coffee together, maybe, if that's what you're doing too. Um, So let's talk about these budget must-haves. So as we are kind of wrapping up the back-to-school season, moving into the holiday season, there are so many expenses towards the end of the year, right? And I wanna make sure that you guys are accounting for them and that you've left plenty of room in your budget for them. So first of all, let's talk about how to actually save this money, right? Where to put it. So ideally, you would be accounting for these expenses all year long, like since last September, or even since January, somewhere in there, you know, Um, and doing what we call a sinking fund for these items. And I actually have a whole episode on sinking funds, if you're not familiar, that I can link to in the show notes. Um, But basically, sinking funds are where you take a large expense. Sometimes you know what the total is going to be. Sometimes you don't. So take, for example, Christmas. Okay, and say you want to spend $1,200 on Christmas because that math is super easy and you get paid once a month. So you would take that $1,200, you would divide it up by 12 paychecks and you would put $100 every paycheck into your Christmas sinking fund. And so you can do that no matter what the numbers are, even if it is, you know, Halloween costumes and you spend... I don't know, like for us, I try to spend like around $20 per kid. So 60 bucks for Halloween. Um, And even if I got paid every single week, I could take that and divide it up and, you know, sink that money into an account little by little throughout the year. So in a perfect world, it would be, it would come fall and you would have a fully funded emergency, you would have a... (laughs) a fully funded sinking fund for these activities and you could simply just pull from that and that could be either a savings account or a debit card account which is what I like to do just so I can have that debit card for when I actually do go Christmas shopping or I order costumes online or I you know whatever it is um, I have that debit card so it's easier to actually 
spend the money. <laughs> um, but you could definitely do a savings account and you could transfer that money or you could do it in cash. So it doesn't matter how you do these sinking funds. Um, the important thing is that you are looking ahead and planning ahead for all of these little expenses. So if that is not you this fall or this winter, note to your next year's self to sit down in January and roughly plan out your budget a year ahead of time. And I say roughly because, hey, you know, we don't know always what's going to happen, but roughly plan out your budget a year in advance. And so you can kind of see where where are their paychecks where you can afford to throw an extra $50 or $100 in for these sinking fund type items, right? Um, and I really, really want to do something around the end slash beginning of next year to help you guys plan out your whole year in advance. So I might do like a workshop or anyway, be on the lookout for that. Um, so if you don't have those sinking funds set up, what do we do right now? Okay, so first of all, you're gonna prioritize. And if you're a parent, chances are you are gonna spend money on your kids for Christmas and their birthdays and probably Halloween. I mean, we don't know how what COVID Halloween is gonna look like, but take COVID out of the equation and most likely you're gonna buy your kids Halloween costumes, right? Um, no matter like where you stand with your bills. I mean, you might cut back on the amount, but nine times out of 10, if parents don't have the money, they're gonna put it on a credit card. Okay, so how can we try to avoid going into debt for Christmas and all these other expenses? Um, so first of all, cut back that budget. You probably don't need to spend as much as you thought you did. And go ahead and look into your budget from now until then. Where can you cut back a little on groceries? Where can you um, maybe get rid of a subscription that you don't need? You know, what can you do to cut back that money? Can you sell some things? Can you get creative? Um, maybe buy used items as Christmas presents or you know, start shopping on like Facebook Marketplace or some, you know, something like that and kind of get creative. So get your gears turning if you are going to have a tight holiday season and you know already that maybe that money isn't there like you wish it was there. How can we go into the next few months of the year without taking on extra debt? So get your gears turning, um, sit down, do the math, plan it out, plan out the rest of the year and see where you can um, fit these expenses in. If they don't fit in, see where you can cut them back, where you can get creative, things like that, okay? All right, so what are these 10 items <laughs> that I'm talking about? So. First of all, decor. <laughs> if you're anything like me, you're gonna decorate probably for these different holidays. You gotta do a little fall, then you gotta throw in the Halloween, and then when Halloween's over, gotta take down the Halloween and put back up the fall till Thanksgiving. Then you gotta do the Christmas, right? Maybe even the New Year's. Um, so don't forget, if that is part of your priorities, like no shame, 
But make sure that it fits into your budget and make sure that it's not going to hurt the other parts of your budget, the more important parts of your budget, like paying your bills on time and making sure that you can afford groceries and make sure that you're not putting these decor items that are extras, they are luxuries. Make sure that you're not putting them on a credit card. Make sure that they're not hurting your long-term goals and they're not hurting the luxury type items that are actually more important like making sure you know you can get what you want to get for your kids for Christmas like obviously that is a they're both still luxuries but getting the kids Christmas is higher on that priority list than you know getting a new wreath for your front door so make sure to budget in those decor items if that is something that you want to have in your budget um, it is something that most likely you're going to spend money on. So be honest with yourself and plan in a little extra spending money for those decor items and get creative. Like, what do you already have? Um, what can you reuse? What can you pull out of storage and just spruce up a little bit? You know, add a little, you know, say it's like an old wreath and maybe you can revamp it with a couple of like fresh flowers or maybe it's like a like a porch sign and you can like put a fresh coat of paint on it or something to spruce it up if your budget is really tight or um, shop sales, shop Dollar Tree. Um, I have a Dollar Tree video coming out. I don't know. By the time this podcast episode comes out, the timeline of when the video is coming out. So it might already be out. If it is, I'll link to it in the show notes. If not... Um, be on the lookout for that YouTube video. Um, my girls and I are doing a Dollar Tree um, shopping haul fall decoration video. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. So be on the lookout for that or if it's already out <laughs> by the time this episode airs, I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, but make sure to put that in your budget if that is something that is a priority to you. Don't pretend like, oh, I wish that I actually didn't go and drop $100 every single holiday at Hobby Lobby on these decorations. I wish that that wasn't part of me. So I'm going to pretend like that doesn't exist and I'm not going to put it into my budget and then go and do it anyway and hurt your budget. Like that's not what we want. So be honest with yourself. Be real with yourself. If that is something you're going to spend money on, plan for it and obviously try to do it as frugal as possible but don't pretend like you're not going to do it if you really are get me feel me <laughs> okay number two clothes okay especially for our kids and a lot of times there's even a few items that we need um as the seasons change right so for us we do a fall winter wardrobe and then we do a spring summer wardrobe so we do two large shopping trips per year and for us because it does you know it doesn't get cold in Texas really until like October the end of October really um, so I will do that fall winter shopping usually like the beginning of October the first few days of October or so um, but for you that might that might mean like right now that might have already happened for you um, but, or maybe you've gotten some fall items, but you haven't gotten like all of your winter items yet. So plan for that in your budget. 
And ideally, in this perfect budgeting world, we would have planned for that all along throughout the whole entire year. So now that I have evolved with my sinking funds, and I was not always like this, just, you know, disclaimer, but as I have evolved with my sinking funds, I have found out, I have found my patterns of when I like to do these shopping trips. So I will plan in my sinking funds. I will drop a little money throughout the year into these sinking funds and I will plan for that big shopping trip at, in like end of September, beginning of October. So I'm about to do that. Um, and then I will do the same thing with spring, summer in about April. So I know that like every six months or so, I'm going to spend X number of dollars and I will sink that money into it little by little. So figure out the pattern for your family. Do you shop twice a year? Do you shop four times a year? Do you shop monthly? You know, how how often would you like to shop? What would be your ideal budget? Be realistic again. Um, don't say like, oh no, I'm only going to spend $30 per kid and then, you know, go to Old Navy and drop like $100 per kid and then you have had to pull from savings or had to put on credit card or something and you hurt your budget and that's not what we want. So again, find that balance between being realistic but also being frugal. So realistically, what are you probably going to spend? When do you need that money? And how can we account for that? So next year, as you're laying out your budget, look for those patterns in yourself. Look for, okay, like for me, for example, I know I'm going to do that big shopping trip in April. I know I'm going to do a second big shopping trip in October. How much am I going to spend? Okay, how can I divide that up and sink a little bit of money, you know, $50, $100, whatever it is per paycheck so I can be ready for it. Um, So yeah clothes for sure. Oh my gosh, we spend so much on clothes. Number three is fall activities, especially if you have kids. So as we are, you know, going into this school season, what kind of activities are our kids having? And are you planning for, you know, is it like a monthly class? Like are they in dance or like Taekwondo or piano lessons or something like that, where you would pay monthly or even weekly? Or is it more of like a one-time thing, like a soccer registration or something like that? And you might have already had these expenses because a lot of times we have to pay these up front. Um, But make sure that you're planning these in your budget as well as like the monthly payments for sure. Even if you've already paid like the registration fees and things like that. Um, And also make sure that you are budgeting in any type of equipment that they will need. So like for dance class, they're constantly, you know, like ripping tights, outgrowing dance shoes, and, you know, insert your kids' activities. Here, you know what I'm talking about. There's always little expenses that sneak up throughout throughout the season, right? So this would be another good thing to have in a sinking fund. So whether you have like those big one-time registration fees where you're dropping like $50, $100, whatever it is for registration fees, or something where you are replacing shoes or equipment throughout the season, this would be another good sinking fund. And so for me, I have a sinking fund um, named Kids Activities, and I would do all of their activities. This season, they're actually sitting out everything because of COVID, so we're not doing dance or soccer, but 
in a normal year <laughs> i feel like every conversation is like but in a normal year um no but in a, in a normal year we um that sinking funds activities would include like our homeschool co-op group registration fees um field trips uh, soccer, dance, and anything we need for homeschool. So think about that. And again, like next year, plan that out ahead of time so you can be ready for those big registration fees. Because I know like when all of my girls were in dance and I had three kids with the registration fees, you know, I'm dropping like $200. That's not an expense that you want to sneak up on you. And I legit remember um, when my oldest it was like her first or second year of dance when we were still really struggling financially. Um, and our dance studio does not accept credit cards or debit cards. And so I had to go and put like groceries and stuff on a credit card so I could pay for her registration fees with the spending money that I had because I had not planned ahead for that. So make sure you're looking ahead for any of those activities or yourself. If yourself, if you're involved in any clubs, hobbies, you know, something like that, make sure you're planning for all of those activities. All right. Number four, Halloween costumes. So obviously COVID Halloween is probably going to be a little bit different this year, but ideally we would plan ahead for you know, those costumes for if we're going to buy extra candy for trick-or-treaters, um, again, with the decor, you know, things like that. Are we going to festivals? What are we doing? You know, this year is going to look different, but still, what are you doing this Halloween? How are you, you know, what are you doing? We're probably going to do like some, like, I don't know, probably throw like a little party at the house just for the kids. So I'll probably go to the dollar store and, you know, drop like $20, $30 on some like fun decorations, maybe some candy, maybe some like treats, cookies, things like that. And um, we'll probably do something like that. But I don't know, we might still do costumes, who knows. Um, so this would be something that in January, when you're writing out your full whole entire year budget, how much do you want to spend on costumes? Do you want to limit your budget to 20 or $30 per kid? Do you get a costume for yourself? Do you, you know, spend $50 on candy for trick-or-treaters? What do you spend and how can you plan for it? All right, number five, Thanksgiving. Okay, so Thanksgiving, um, mostly the food here. You guys do not forget to plan in extra grocery money. Okay. So again, be realistic with yourself. Are you going to spend an extra hundred, 200, $300? I mean, no judgment what you spend. I just want you guys to be prepared and plan ahead for that. Okay. Number six, Christmas gifts. Okay. So the gifts are, they're getting their own whole entire category. Spoiler alert. Number seven is going to be the rest of Christmas. <laughs> so Number six, Christmas gifts. Um, yeah, so I have a whole entire blog series and I plan to do um, videos. I'll probably do like a video series about Christmas because Christmas has so many expenses wrapped up in it. But I'm going to link to my Christmas blog series in the show notes for you guys. Um, so I have like a whole blog about giving gifts and it's it's really, really helpful. But basically 
the best thing to do is go ahead and plan out what do you already have saved? So when I'm working with my one-on-one clients and um, we started in the end of July, middle of July, somewhere in there, most of them started in August. Um, So one of my first questions once we got their budgets laid out was like, okay, how much do you already have saved for Christmas? About half of them had something saved. The other half didn't have anything saved yet. Okay, so start with how much do you currently have saved? Then ideally, what would you like to have saved? What's the difference? So if you have $700 saved and you'd like to have $1,200 saved, okay, we need 500 more. How can we plan that out? How many paychecks do we have between now and Christmas shopping season? And how can we, where can we find that $500 that we need? Quote unquote need. (laughs) Um, And also, um, let's see, I'm losing my train of thought. So we have that $1,200. We want $1,200. We have seven. We need five more. So how can we divide that up between the paychecks that are left And again, remember, it does not have to be the same amount. So if this next paycheck, you can only spare $50, but the following paycheck, you can spare 200, you know, go ahead and do that and plan that out and, you know, kind of do the math of how you can make, how you can hit your total goal. Um, Also, a lot of mistakes that I see people make is when they plan for that Christmas money, they forget that most of the time we're going to start Christmas shopping a month ahead of time, right? So when I'm out, when I'm working with my one-on-one clients and I'm helping them plan out their budgets, I plan for them to be done with their Christmas savings by like around Thanksgiving because most of us are going to start Christmas shopping after Black Friday. Or if you are someone who shops periodically throughout the year, um, plan for that as well. Okay, so that's where you would want to do that sinking fund and you would want to have that money readily available to you so you can start shopping little by little. Um, so some people do that as well. But for me personally and for a lot of my one-on-one clients, I will plan for them to be done saving for Christmas shopping, for Christmas gifts by around Thanksgiving, if not the first week or so of December. Um, so don't say, don't be like, you know, ideally you don't want to be like December 22nd. Oh, that's when I get paid. I I'll do all my Christmas shopping then, you know, that's not ideal. If, if obviously you have to do that because the numbers aren't going to work any other way, that's a different story. But you know, next year let's plan a little better for that. Or maybe we need to lower our budget. Maybe our budget was too high, you know, in the first place. And how can we do that? Another thing is, is the amount that you set realistic? Obviously, we don't want to overdo it. And if a lot of us, if we set a $2,000 budget, we're going to spend it, right? Um, So don't give yourself like too much. Don't go crazy with it. But also don't say, I'm only going to spend $200 when you know good and well you're going to spend at least (laughs) $1,000. Like be realistic with yourself. Be honest with yourself so you can plan for it so it's not going to hurt you. 
Same thing like, you know, what I said with the clothes and with the decor. Don't lie to yourself and then hurt your budget. Okay. But don't set your budget so high that you're going a little overboard and that is money that could have been sent to savings or applied to debt or been, you know, been doing something really productive and way more important with, right? Um, so once you have the amount that you want to spend, so just for math's sake, say you're spending $1,000, make a list of who you plan to shop for and is that enough and how could you piece that out? So, you know, if you plan to spend like 200 per kid, you have three kids, that's $600 real easy and your budget was only 1000 so who everyone else on your list can use can you make it work with 400 for them you know so go ahead and plan that out make sure it's realistic and be prepared for that number seven okay I already told you everything else Christmas so everything else Christmas and this is why I have a whole blog series I think it's like five blogs and I update them every year because there's so much there's so much <laughs> so it's like you know, the gifts, the food, the decor, the travel, the, oh my gosh, like the activities, there's everything, right? So everything else Christmas, what else are you doing? Okay. And how can we plan for that? So again, I'll link to those blogs. They're going to be really, really helpful for you, but it's like the extra baking, the activities, you know, all those things. What, what do you guys do and what requires money are, you know, there, there's so much and we all have different traditions. We all do things differently. So what other expenses do you have that go along with the Christmas season? Number eight, holiday travel. So probably this year travel is going to look a little different, which I've said that with like every single point because COVID has literally changed everything. But holiday travel, um, if you are traveling for Thanksgiving or traveling for Christmas, you know, make sure to plan that in there. Is that a flight? Is that gas? Is that hotel? Is that meals once you get there? Is that people coming into town traveling to see you? You need to plan for extra food, not just on the holiday, but on the days leading up to or, you know, following the holidays. If you're going to have guests, are you, you know, plan for Gosh, like even if you're having house guests, you know, plan for maybe a little extra electricity, a little extra water. I mean, even if it's like you need to bump up your water budget for like by like $10, you need to plan that in your budget. I mean, you know, let's plan ahead and let's let's really think ahead of how this is. So a lot of this, a lot of budgeting, honestly, you guys, is sitting down with your calendar and like brainstorming all of the scenarios that could happen. Okay, you know, my parents are coming into town. Um, you know, they're going to stay in the guest room. They're going to be here for five days. Okay, so we're going to have a little extra for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for all those days leading up to Thanksgiving. The water bill is probably going to go up a little bit. Electricity is probably going to go up a little bit. You know, let's I, you know, I normally spend a hundred dollars on my water. Let's go ahead and plan it to be 110. It's all these little things, you guys, and it doesn't have to be perfect. No, not at all. But if you start to really like pay attention, most of it is just paying attention and having a little bit of forethought. So if we pay attention this fall and winter 
and we take notes. We're writing this down in our budget. We're keeping accurate records. We're being honest with ourselves on how much we spent on decor and like silly things. If we're being honest with ourselves about these things next year, when we're planning our budget, we can take out that 2020 fall and winter spending and we can say, yeah, um, yeah, when my parents came, it did make the water bill go up a little bit. Um, yeah, I actually did go and drop a hundred dollars on new fall decor at Hobby Lobby. So when it's 2021, we can know we can plan ahead even better for that and we can be ready for it. We can do sinking funds for it. We can plan a little extra grocery money in the times that we need it things like that. So this is where your sinking funds, they really do evolve over time. And I tell my one-on-one clients this all the time. I really did not start even doing sinking funds until like three years ago. There wasn't a lot of extra money. I just, I couldn't, but I would plan ahead for those little times that I could cash flow. So instead of, I wouldn't sink money all year long for Halloween costumes, but I would know you know, the budget period when I plan to buy the Halloween costumes, I I need to plan an extra 30, 40, 50, whatever dollars out of that spending money right then. Um, So, but then, you know, the next year I would know, okay, I needed $60 for Halloween costumes. How can I plan ahead for this? How can I sink money throughout the year, five, $10 at a time? Um, So, keep these accurate records. So next year, when you're laying out your budget for the whole entire 2021, and you're planning ahead, you are going to have these accurate numbers to help you be even more prepared. Okay, so where were we? Number nine, um, adjustment in utilities. Okay, so it's not just if you're going to have house guests and things like that. But and I put adjustments because not all of these bills are actually going to go up. So they might actually go down and help you. So if you're like us, all summer, our water bill is so much higher because my kids are playing in their pool. I'm filling up their pool. They're, you know, we're watering the grass. My kids are playing outside more and more. So it's like they're taking like one or two baths a day. (laughs) Um, And our water bill is much higher in the summer. So in the winter, I know that that's actually going to give me a little extra money it's, I mean, even if it's 10 or $20 a month, it's going to give me a little extra money. My water bill is going to go down. Um, and in Texas, it's actually, we spend more money on air conditioning than we do heating. So my electricity is even going to go down, but you might spend more in the winter months to heat your house. So do, are your utilities going to go up, you know, or are you going to need, firewood for the fireplace? Are you going to need propane if you have like propane heat or, you know, what are you going to do? How are your utilities going to adjust? So make sure to be realistic with those bills as well. All right, number 10, last one. A budget for next year's planners. Okay, so if you're like me and you buy like a nice planner, um, like I buy my Power Sheets Goal Planner, which is launching very, very soon in October. Gosh, I cannot remember the day off the top of my head. It's one of the first few days of October, so stay tuned for that. But if you're someone like me who spends, 
about $60 on the power sheets. And then I, I probably won't, I'm, pro I'm probably going to switch planners this year, but that's another story. Um, but if you buy like a $50 planner or even a $10 or $20 planner, make sure to put that in your budget as well. Um, so especially for my power sheets, I mean, guys, they're 60 bucks. Like that's not just a, you know, like you notice that in your budget. Um, so I plan for that. I, I do every single October. I know I'm going to be buying the next year's power sheets. I know that I'm probably going to get a new sticker book. So bump that up a couple more dollars. Um, and I plan for that. So if you're someone who is a planner junkie, make sure to note that. Or if you're going to get like a new desk calendar, a new wall calendar, and you know, all these things that they do actually add up. Okay. So that is my list of 10 items. I hope that those were helpful for you. Remember, even if this fall and winter is not perfect with planning for all of these items, and even if, you know, you've waited a little too late into the year to really set aside the money for, you know, kind of the more frivolous, kind of more fun things like the decor, the, you know, going overboard with Halloween or, or <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Um, keep these records, okay? And then next year, be ready for them. So keep keep track of what you spend total and like what days, and I mean, what, what dates, like which weeks and things like that, um, that you would like to have that money. So like with the clothes, you know, if you know beginning of October, you wanna shop for winter clothes, take that note so next year, you will be ready for it. Does that make sense? Hopefully that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I hope that this list was helpful. Um, don't forget to check out the show notes for everything that I mentioned. I'll also put the one through 10 list of everything I just listed in the show notes. And I hope that this episode was helpful for you guys. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye guys. Thanks for hanging out for another episode of a Sunny Side Up Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend because you never know who needs to hear this message. If you haven't already, please leave a review and subscribe. Reviews and subscribers are what help the podcast grow and what help new ladies find our community. And again, thanks for hitting play on this episode and for investing some time in yourself today. Remember that I'm always here to support you and I'm always cheering you on along the way. Don't forget that everything that we mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes. All right, that's all for me this week. Bye, guys.